Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. It's kind of that time of year again where a lot of incoming college freshmen are packing for school and doing all of the college prep stuff. And we know that that time can be really stressful. And when we were freshmen, we had a lot of burning questions that we really wanted to be answered. So we're doing just that. This episode, we will be talking about a bunch of things that we wish we knew before starting college and just giving out some tips, tricks, and information. So I think the most obvious place to start with this is all the prep work they have to do before college. So like buying things for your dorm room, getting school supplies ready, all that, maybe getting like a laptop or an iPad, things like that to take notes on during class. So I guess we just want to kind of section this episode off into different things. Do we want to start with dorm rooms? I feel like that's kind of one of the big things freshman year of college. You're probably moving into a dorm with other freshmen. Maybe it's your first time living away from home. You get your own independence, things like that. So I guess starting with dorms, the first thing that I wish that I knew freshman year of college, and this honestly might be a really stupid one to start out with, but like my thing that I wish I knew was that I was supposed to bring a light or a lamp of some sort. You Just really a, didn't know that? I spent the first four days before my freshman roommate like moved in because I moved in a little early. I spent four days without any light in my room. No shame. Do not feel bad. This is a judgment-free zone. We're all learning, but I'm just a little surprised because I thought you were going to come out with this really like, wow, I never would have <laughs> thought of that. How clever. This guy's onto I'm something. Just, I'm just thinking this was the very first thing I wish I knew before starting college is Whoa. that I was just surprised because it makes sense electricity wise. They don't want to really put electricity in the form of like lights and light bulbs into every single dorm because chances are the college has hundreds, if not thousands of dorm rooms across the campus. So they have definitely... enough money for simple <laughs> electricity. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem though. They usually don't. But anyway, definitely like bring a lamp, bring some lights so you can see. Well, something that I want to bring up because also just like Anna, I was also a little surprised that Dan didn't think of a lamp because I definitely remember looking at my college's like website about my dorm room and seeing stuff about like, oh, doesn't include a lamp and is this size? And then I could definitely coordinate with my roommate, like, oh yeah, I'll bring the lamp and like, oh yeah, this furniture will fit here and stuff like that. You know, like little things like that, you definitely need to, you're not gonna know that without prior information. So like definitely go look up that specific information about your room. Yeah, they should have blueprints of the different floor plans that give the dimensions and give a rough estimate of what type of furniture or closet space and stuff is in the room. So it's definitely out there. Mm -hmm. Just because like maybe you took a tour of the college and you saw this one dorm room in this one building, like they're all different, I guarantee you. So like looking that up and being sure is Mm -hmm. definitely important. Even rooms within the same dorm can be different. uh So like just because you know someone maybe who lived in like the seventh floor doesn't mean your room on the third floor is gonna be the exact same. But I think that Evan did bring up a really good point, which is sure you can do all this planning on your own, but I think it's really important if this applies to you to talk to your roommate that summer before you move in. I think at the end of the day, you don't want it to be too crowded or you don't want it to be like, oh, I thought you were gonna bring this, things like that. So I definitely recommend talking to that person, getting in contact with them beforehand. And usually the school provides like 
at least like their school email or things like that so you guys can like get in touch beforehand but i definitely recommend talking maybe like meeting even to like shop for things i don't know things like that but definitely talk to them beforehand i have a few things that i want to mention and they may or may not be a little controversial but we're just gonna get it out of the way i like it anna better than dan's <laughs> lamp thing i know i just we, i just want people to be to, informed we need to reel in the listeners they're gonna yes, tune yes. off with this bring you a would. lamp <laughs> anyway we're done attacking dan for now but for now uh i don't know if this is just me but i mean i was don't get me wrong i was totally that person who, you know, had their Pinterest board of this is what my dorm's going to look like. I was talking to my roommate like, oh, yeah, we're going to coordinate our colors and all this and that. And I was on the lookout to have this perfectly furnished dorm room. And like, I get it. It's exciting. It's your it's kind of like a fresh start type thing. But I don't know. I kind of regret. I don't know if I regret it, but it was just so much effort with all those decorations and hanging all this stuff on the wall. It was just a pain, honestly. And you live there for like nine months probably even less with the break so it's just in my opinion a lot and it makes it's more stuff you have to haul back and forth and then a lot of the paint and stuff is really bad in those rooms so then you're gonna face potential wall damage and not get your money back I don't know it just seemed like a really big hassle and I I don't know I probably wouldn't go to that length again but I you want to do that I completely understand but just know it might be more trouble than it's worth. Also, just skipping ahead to one of the points that you made, um, just one of the jobs that I've had during school, I was one of the people who like went around and inspected rooms after people moved out to look for like chipped paint and all that to like see like, oh, do we have to find this person? And the amount of rooms with chipped paint because they had like bad command ships or things like that, definitely do those really carefully because you will get fined in a heartbeat if there's any damages or anything to the room. So like, especially like right from the beginning, make sure you're everything you're putting into the room, hanging on the walls, anything like that, make sure that when it eventually comes time to take it all down, that it won't damage anything in the process. Don't do anything that can't be fixed. <laughs> well, I think command strips are pretty well known for being better than other options, but I mean, yeah, definitely be careful. I'm a little more interested in what Anna was saying about not doing decorations because I know for me, like I didn't do decorations and I can say that I didn't have any regrets. Like that's not my personality, I guess. Like I definitely brought like trinkets and stuff to like put on counters, I guess, but I definitely wasn't like, decking out my wall with all these pictures and stuff and I definitely like I don't know about other people but it's kind of like I don't know it just I don't want to say tacky but it's like I don't know if you're not gonna he's calling me tacky (laughs) if you're not gonna like do something original like I I don't know it's just kind of like we get it you hung up lights like wonderful well i feel like lights is another thing like decorations that aren't personal decorations i enjoy those and i enjoy all all decorations too but i definitely agree with like pictures and stuff like if you're doing that like good for you but you're probably just doing that for you so as long as you're okay with like doing the work and knowing that at nine months nine months max probably you're gonna have to take it all down then i think it's okay i actually now i'm thinking like I will say that sometimes the dorm rooms do seem a little bleak and like on one hand it could be nice to like you know make it a little more livable you are still going to be sleeping there and doing probably homework there and stuff and um, I think sometimes those like 
wall blanket flag things are like a little tacky but i mean tapestries yeah i don't like tapestries it's lazy decorating but those do 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 a great job of just filling up space right exactly lazy decorating i want to clarify i'm not like anti-decoration now but i think i'm decoration hesitant because i mean i do agree the dorm rooms are kind of bland and it's nice to spruce it up a little bit bring some personal items whatever perfectly fine I just think I could have personally done away with some of the stuff that I brought just because it was kind of expensive to buy all that and like we said earlier you're in the grand scheme of things not there that long so it's just a lot of effort in my opinion and also now I'm stuck with all this dorm room stuff like I don't know I don't even like half of it anymore so I would rather just not spend the money and wait until I got an off-campus apartment that I'd be living at until I graduate or just wait until I have a job and actually have a place. Mm-hmm. That's a well, good point. Yeah. I think a good point then to that is that when we were shopping for things for my room, we weren't buying high quality. We knew this was going to go in the trash after the dorm room. We were buying the $20 rug. You know, we were mm-hmm. we were not going expensive items. Marshalls, so, TJ <laughs> yeah. Maxx. Mm-hmm. So definitely keep the budget low. There's no need to invest in this dorm room Mm -hmm. going with that though i think there are companies that kind of focus and like specifically just like dorm stuff and like you know when you're buying it that it's cheap stuff like some of them um, are so expensive i remember looking at bed sets uh, like a comforter and stuff it was like over a hundred dollars like no ma'am this is a twin xl bed you're (laughs) never going to use a twin xl bed in your life again Sorry, quick tangent. That's another thing how colleges get you because Twin Excels is, I think, like the standard bed for dorm rooms across the country, at least. But like a Twin Excel doesn't exist anywhere else except for in a dorm room. And I feel like it's just such a scam that you have to get Twin Excel sheets and then never live or really sleep in a Twin Excel bed ever again. But I digress. Another thing about like buying stuff is like we were talking about like you're never going to use it again. Like that mini fridge, I wouldn't recommend buying a mini fridge. Like see if you can rent it or like if you have one in your basement that you haven't used in years, like break that thing out. Like don't invest in a mini fridge. You're never going to want to store that again. And you can't just like throw them out in the dumpster like they're hard to get rid of so like honestly though like same with the microwave because chances are like yeah wherever uh you move afterwards there's gonna be a microwave there you're like I get at the time it could be like oh well like I'm gonna move into an apartment and I'll need a microwave chances are it'll have one so like definitely go for like a rent option yeah yeah a a lot of schools have that one last quick thing I kind of wanted to say on that topic of dorm rooms I know there's probably like this really huge sense of urgency to buy everything you think you might possibly need, but I'm telling you, I mean, obviously bring the stuff you do need and pack enough, but in terms of additional storage units or stuff like that, I really would wait until you get there and see what you have and where it fits and what kind of extra space you have. Because if you come with all this stuff, I don't know, I think there's a good chance you might not use it all. You wasted your money and then you have to return it. Or you might've bought all this stuff and realized that's none of that is what you need. You need something else that you didn't think you would have needed. And that's just my Mm -hmm. tip. And I also want to put it out there that when you originally unpack and set everything up, you're probably going to change some things. I know I had it set up originally in a way I thought was going to be perfect. But then once I was in the space and living in it and using stuff, I realized this doesn't work at all, or I want something else closer to my bed. So just don't get too attached, be flexible, 
it'll all work out. I know Anna wants to move on, but I can't help myself. I know other colleges had like lofted beds and I would recommend looking into that because that seemed like such a great option. Also, Anna had this like little side cart next to her bed. <gasps> my like- cart, my sister <laughs> just got one of those and because she like, loved mine so much. I didn't need that because like I pulled out my dresser and like that was my bedside table, but like little things like that that you don't think about, like having a bedside table, you know, are kind of some things that I would say think about though. Like- Mm-hmm. I loved Anna's little card. That was so fun. <gasps> wow. I didn't realize you loved it so much. Yeah, it was convenient. It was con- <laughs> It had wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I agree, though. Definitely don't bring everything at once, like, in terms of, like, storage units, all that. Definitely just, like, see what'll fit, what won't, and then go from there. Like, Anna's cart, a great idea after we moved in and figured out we needed something like that. <laughs> Well, while we're still kind of in the college prep phase, do we want to talk about maybe some common fears or like misconceptions or just kind of like pre-college anxiety ways to like calm yourself down? Because I know my sister is an incoming freshman and she's like just going crazy and like you need to calm down. Yeah, Um, I feel like the main one that at least I had going in was I feel like it was really hyped up in high school especially by like high school teachers about like how hard college will be and like this won't fly in college like things like that but it's definitely like when you get to college sure it's academically tougher and you have a lot more responsibility but it's not this like big scary thing in terms of like classes your professors or at least all the ones that I've encountered are all super accommodating they all really care about you actually learning the subject and like they help you along the way. It's not this thing where it's like, oh, if you fall behind, you're getting left in the dust type things that I feel like teachers look scare to your us left, into. Look to your right. One of you will not be here by the end yeah. of the term. <laughs> yeah. And sure, that might be true. But like at the end of the day, most, at least our college, I'd say is a pretty positive and like welcoming experience, especially freshman year. I definitely agree that it's not going to your left like there are I think what Dan's saying is that you should use those resources like they're not going to be like checking up on everyone in the class but like they are more than accommodating like Dan said and definitely just like you reach out like it's it's maybe a little more independence but like completely doable at the same time yeah I think it's honestly like this is a bad like comparison I guess but honestly I feel like it's like high school except the resources aren't handed to you you have to look out for them yourself if that makes sense yeah yeah I agree I wanted to say I'm sure going into college or when you get there your first couple of weeks you're going to feel probably overwhelmed or stressed out and lonely and homesick or whatever else but just know that every other freshman is going through the exact same thing I'm sure a lot of people will act like they've never been better or they have it figured out. They don't. They're lying to everyone else and themselves. So don't feel bad. Everyone's going through it. I promise you'll get through it. And something else I wanted to say is I feel like there is this idea that seniors and upperclassmen are like allergic to freshmen and they won't deal with you or anything like that. But that that might exist in some cases, but I've I feel like the majority of times upperclassmen are really willing to help you out and they have a lot of 
good advice and have a lot of knowledge about good professors and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be afraid to talk to upperclassmen. Mm -hmm. Um, Joining clubs or professional societies is a good way to meet them. And um, they're a good resource to have. That's all Mm -hmm. I had to say. No, definitely. I feel like since we're all kind of gearing up towards like our senior year, either this year or the next year, like it definitely, at least for me, strokes my ego a little bit when like an underclassman like ask questions being like, oh yeah, you got through it. How'd you do it? And it's honest, it feels good. So like, definitely don't be afraid to like ask questions, things like that, especially when you are a freshman and you don't know about these things. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard like, don't talk to upperclassmen, maybe in high school, but in like in college, I've never gotten a vibe from anyone that they weren't willing to talk. Mm -hmm. Also, because a lot of the time too, like between people switching majors and having weird schedules, like some of the classes you'll be taking, like you'll be in group projects with like freshmen being a senior or vice versa. I was just going to say, unless you're taking like those intro classes, like chances are you're going to be overlapping with different people taking the electives Mm -hmm. at, you know, whatever time in their school. So, you know, there's always overlap. I think I will say this, Dan touched on this a little bit earlier saying that college if we were to give an analogy is kind of like high school but it's not not everything is handed to you which I would agree with that I think the biggest thing that I would say on that is the material doesn't necessarily change or get harder but the structure is I think what gets a lot of people first of all sometimes you only go to class once, twice, maybe three times a week, but it's not like high school where you're in the classroom every single day in a small setting where the professor can really, or the teacher can really cater to individual needs. A lot of times it's larger class sizes. You're not going as much. So you really have to be disciplined in keeping up with the work, doing the readings, getting help if you need it, because trust me, it's really easy to fall behind. And once you do, there's always kind of a point where, it's it's really really hard to catch up so I would say the structure is what's hard not necessarily the material I don't know if you guys agree with that or not no yeah I was gonna say something kind of similar to that anyway where I guess like generally there's this difference in structure where it's a lot more independent based like you have to reach out if you have questions and you're ultimately responsible for your own learning but kind of going with that Definitely, like, freshman year is a great experience. Like, you're going to meet a lot of friends. You're going to have this whole newfound independence. You'll be, like, finding yourself staying up late, talking to people, playing games, doing, going to parties, all that stuff. Um, But definitely don't slack off, I'd say, your freshman year. I think that's my biggest regret, at least academically from college, was I feel like I kind of dropped the ball. You are, oh my gosh, stop acting like you are such a slacker. You are probably the most studious out of the three of us. Well, I mean, both of you are extremely smart, though, so. (laughs) Stop acting like you're not. (laughs) Anyway, though, I I feel like freshman year really, like, yes, it's a big change, but, like, regardless of what your grades are, start building those habits early, because I find that it's definitely harder to build those habits after you get past these maybe easy classes freshman year well I just want to clarify why it is that you fall behind because I think that's a lot of things that people don't realize in the moment and then it happens like you're there the teachers aren't coordinating and just because like you think oh that's due Tuesday and I don't have anything else to do right now so I'll just wait till Tuesday and then Tuesday comes and it's like you have 
five other assignments due now mm-hmm. Thursday, you know? And it's like, they don't coordinate and they don't care what's doing. Like even in a class, like you can have multiple assignments and they're not really keeping track of like, everyone submitted it. So now I can do the next assignment now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so things will just come up and mm-hmm. being ahead definitely prevents anything from overlapping too much and throwing off what you thought was going to happen. And also another note on this format, a lot of classes in college, which this was a big shock to me, sometimes you only have maybe three tests and a final or a midterm and a final with some supplemental homework things. The grading is so different than in high school where maybe you have 10 chapters and you have a test on every single chapter plus homework, plus participation, plus a project. So you have so many more chances in high school. Whereas if you mess up one or two, it doesn't impact you as much, but in college, most of the time, there's fewer graded assignments and tests and they're weighted more heavily so if you mess up, you're, you've kind of dug yourself in a hole. I mean, it's not impossible to recover, but depending on how much it's worth, it really could be make or break. I mean, I've had classes where the final exam was 50% of the grade. And it, I mean, that that's huge. Also, though, yes, this happens, but not to, I guess, not to scare you, though. I found that at least my freshman year intro level classes, there was definitely a little bit more, I'd say, filler grade if that makes sense where like they try to have more like homework assignments and participation credits and even attendance maybe just to kind of start building those habits and so you're not getting I guess screwed over by this 50% final exam because definitely like now in my college career I'll have finals worth like 50-60% but like in freshman year at least for me I found that there was a little bit of leeway for that it wasn't just they threw you off the ship right into this 50% final that's true and also uh, i i would agree that in the more intro classes it is more structured and you'll probably do a lot of online module type uh assignments so Mm -hmm. that kind of keeps you on track more with the week with weekly homeworks and stuff like that but sometimes sometimes they'll assign a homework or a reading but won't even check it so I mean those are kind of the situations where it can get really dicey if no one's checking I know I have a tendency to slack off if there's no due date or no one's keeping tabs so it's just it's just a little different Mm -hmm. also I guess for the differences especially freshman year definitely and I don't know if your high school may have done this or not but expect a lot of group projects and collaboration I feel like a big thing that they want in college is like you to learn how to work with other people because obviously in the workforce for the majority of jobs you're going to be working with other people and like doing projects with people so I think they want to start building those skills pretty early on so definitely be prepared to that like if you have the opportunity to like do like group projects and things like that don't be like oh I want to work on it by myself because that's really not gonna fly in college so definitely just like embrace it and do your best to collaborate I'd say. Dan alluded to this earlier Um, And I do want to preface, I know GPA is not everything, especially in college. It probably doesn't matter quite as much as it did in high school. But uh, I would agree that freshman year, it's definitely, if you do want a good GPA, don't slack freshman year. It's really your first chance to have any sort of a record academically. And you would be surprised with I think how much freshman year is your starting point and kind of sets in stone your GPA. I mean, obviously 
as you progress in your education, it is possible to raise and lower it. But if you really, if you get like a 2.0 your, your first year, it's probably going to be hard to raise that to a 4.0 just because you started off so low. And as you mm-hmm. take more classes, even if you get A's from then on out, it just, the math doesn't quite work out. And as you take more classes, they contribute less to your overall GPA. And I don't know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but no, trust yeah. us on that. I feel like that's kind of just uh, what I was getting at earlier, where it's like, sure, I did fine freshman year, but looking back academically after finishing three full years, that was still my worst year. And it's the reason that I probably won't graduate with a GPA as high as I would like. So definitely don't like off freshman year. And then this freshman year, I want to say that I don't think other colleges, most other colleges will have like the co-op system like we do with our internships. So like, I don't know what you're doing over the summer, but chances are you're getting a job and chances are that or internship or whatever and chances are that freshman GPA is going to be looked at so like that's definitely important it's not like your time to slack off at all mm-hmm. and it also helps if you go to a co-op school landing that first co-op too sure. if you've never yeah. had any experience I know Evan is really dying to talk about this I am so <laughs> I'll let him take the lead on this one but some advice on college textbooks. Go, Evan. <laughs> she wanted me to share it, yet she stole my thunder, but it's okay. It's whatever. I gave you a very nice introduction. Thank you for it was the a intro- very nice introduction. Thank you for the introduction, Anna. I don't really know how else to continue that. Anyway, so like the thing that I guess I want to say about co- textbooks is that I've definitely been burned with buying them when I didn't need them and definitely just because it's on the syllabus as required, like doesn't mean you need it. And, you know, I think nowadays you can always get an e-text of it. So like, I wouldn't suggest getting a physical book months in advance. I would say, wait until the class and see what they say on the first day. Cause chances are they're gonna say something about it and they'll be like, oh yeah, we don't even use the book. And it's like, okay, well, good thing I didn't buy it. So definitely wait until the day of um, and if you really need it, buy an e-text. I know some people like physical books. Get over yourself. Just buy the e-text. It's fine. It'll work out. And then also Google it and literally just copy the book title with the author, like whatever they have on the syllabus and add PDF after that and Google that and try looking for the book. Like if maybe the intro classes, you won't find that. But like as you go up, like they're all there. You'll find it. They're laughing at me. Not laughing at you. But um, also, you didn't hear this from us, but there are also websites that kind of have a library of textbooks. So, like, check those out if you are looking for that, maybe. I'm just upset because I've definitely spent so much money freshman year on textbooks that I didn't use. And it's just, like, what a scam, you know? And they come I, out with the next edition within the next month and it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I feel like course. that's the scam when you're trying to sell your books back, but that's another story. I think a good rule of thumb for that though is like, let's say for some reason you have to get your textbooks in advance without maybe having the class for some weird circumstance. Um, But if that does apply to you, I'd say it's a good bet that anytime you have a class that has like online homework in conjunction with a book, chances are you'll at least have to buy some sort of, 
not program, but some website, some subscription, some access code, An online yeah, access module. Code. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. could do like online modules, homeworks, things like that. And a lot of the times that's kind of connected with a textbook. So those are normally needed, especially if like it counts towards your grade. Um, but otherwise, I'd say definitely wait till the first class to see if you actually need it or not. Since a lot of colleges, the ad drop day for classes is after the first week or two. A lot of the time schools don't or professors don't even really give that much homework from books just because if people add the class later on, then obviously they wouldn't have known to buy the book in advance. So like definitely just wait for that first class if you're unsure because you will be wasting literally hundreds of dollars if you buy every book that's required of you. Sometimes they say like, oh, you can find it on the library's catalog or like in the library. And it's like, I've never done that, but I guess explore that option if you really want to. But um, I, did, I don't know if that's going to be a possibility. Okay. A few things that I wanted to add before I got cut off by Evan. <laughs> First, uh, the, tech, the professor will put the textbook in the syllabus and oftentimes they state a specific edition and sometimes you can find in a previous edition cheaper some I mean sometimes the chapters are not numbered the same but most professors are more than willing to sit down and kind of work that out with you and, and I feel let like you know what it's pretty self-explanatory it is. too yeah um but the other thing I wanted to say is if you did want to get your textbooks earlier or you kind of just were not sure if you were going to need it or if the professor's slides and material would be sufficient. I recently bought a book from Chegg and I didn't, this, this was my first time and they have this policy where you can return it for free for a full refund. They give you a prepaid shipping label within 21 days and you get your money back. I mean, that's what I'm doing. I'm returning one because I didn't need it. And most companies don't do that, but Chegg does. So that could be a good place to look. Because I'm getting my $21.99 back. I know our bookstore, which is a Barnes and Nobles, has a thing where if you do an ad drop, where you add a class or drop a class before the ad drop date, which for us is at the end of the first week, they'll give you a full refund if you bought the book previously. So I'm not sure if this is like a general Barnes and Noble policy. Maybe it just applies to our specific bookstore, but definitely like look into policies like that if that applies to you. Well, something I probably should have done eons ago is return my books because now they're probably worthless and like on a new edition and it's like I definitely should have returned those books after the term way sooner Mm -hmm. like I tried to sell a book literally three weeks after I finished the class and they had already come out with a new edition and they said sorry no it's a scam it is (laughs) a capitalist scam capitalism strikes again moving topics a little bit Something that I probably was not expecting when I started college, and this isn't always the case, but I feel like at every school, there's always kind of a hand, I hate to say it, a handful of bad professors, and especially in some of those intra-level classes. I know it's kind of unavoidable, and maybe I just didn't click, click with the teacher or whatever, but you'll probably be in a situation at some point in your college career where you have a bad professor and I don't know. I mean, that's even though the circumstances are bad, you still kind of just have to power through and get the grade that you're happy with because no one's going to care if you had a bad professor or whatever happened. So I don't know. It's kind of a tough situation, but you'll probably be doing some self-teaching here and there, but there's a lot of resources between 
YouTube videos and online stuff and tutoring centers, friends, stuff like that. I also, sorry, go ahead, Evan. I was going to say that I definitely think it's part of the college experience to do some self-teaching. Like that's inevitable. Get yourself ready for that. Also, I'm just always baffled for when there's that bad professor and some student is like clicking with them and like having a great time and like the professor's driving with them. And I'm like, I just hate both of you. Like you're the worst professor ever. That just drives me up the wall. I think on the other hand though, that's probably you with another professor. And then there's this other Maybe. student being like, I hate them. I think it's just like, te- everyone has a different teaching style. Every teacher and professor does. And you're just not going to click with everyone. But like, if you are struggling, definitely like reach out. Don't like, yes, self-teaching is a part of college. It's a part of life in general, honestly. But like, and like, it's important, but definitely like reach out, use your resources. At college, you have a really big pool of resources in terms of like things that are available to you from tutoring to mentors to office hours, things like that. So definitely like just make use of those things. And even if you're struggling, I'm sure there's ways to maybe make it less of a miserable time, I'd say. And just look out for those ways. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes a bad professor for me is that they are maybe very knowledgeable. I can't speak with other majors, but like with my computer science, like a lot of times they're so smart, you know what I mean? But they just can't teach for the life of them. And it's often kind of working around that and kind of having to ask those questions in a different way so that you can get an answer out of them. That's good for the class or the homework or whatever but just kind of breaking through that wall and getting to what you need is difficult sometimes, but don't be afraid to do that. Do not underestimate the power of the textbook. I mean, I know we kind of just said you might not always need the textbook, but there have been Mm -hmm. numerous occasions where just reading a section or a chapter or something like that clarifies things so much more than any PowerPoint or lecture does. Maybe I'm just more of a visual person and I need to read it for myself to learn it. That might not be everyone's style, but I think the textbooks are great if you're confused or even if you're not confused. I just think they they word it so concisely and it just helps me. So maybe if you're confused, consult your textbook because I, I know nobody wants to read. It's boring whatever, but I, I think more oftentimes than She's not, they are helpful. She's coming for the readers. <laughs> I mean, do you boring. enjoy reading your textbooks? Well, do not you, my textbooks. say that <laughs> as a personality trait of yours? I was also going to say, though, that sometimes if you have a professor who maybe is a little bit on the lazier side in regards to the teaching, they focus more time on the research, things like that, that if they have a required book for the class, sometimes they'll take questions literally right from the book. So, like, Definitely like look at practice tests for like a chapter, look at like specific definitions, things like that, especially like for the professors that you know are like preoccupied with some other stuff because chances are they're not gonna be making up the questions on their own. You didn't hear this here, but I have heard through the grapevine that a lot of sororities and fraternities somehow have copies of a bunch of tests from classes and they share that amongst themselves. I don't know if that's true. I'm not in Greek life, but that's just something that I've kind of heard echoed and is a big reason why a lot of people join, but don't quote me on that. Anna's pushing for you to join a sorority or fraternity. Some people might be into that, and I don't blame them. Well, Life is hard enough. 
Yeah, sororities and fraternities also have free textbooks. Just if we weren't oh, aware, really? well, they're not free. Someone bought them, but every oh, they just frat house and sorority has sure. a giant bookshelf of mm. literally every textbook at the entire university, mm. and it, it's shocking that they're Work all there. smarter, not harder. <laughs> I think a thing that Dan was alluding to too about um, I or I forget, but I remember my point is that a lot of times, sometimes the teacher will be like oh, I'm not going to teach today. We'll just do like a recitation. Just ask your questions. And it's like, I know that sucks and I hate that. And I wish they would just teach me. Like, I don't know what to ask, but I think, you know, it's hard to do, but you're going to have to like get the courage and ask that question that you have or on the homework or whatever. Like, you'll just get used to that and you'll see other people doing it and it'll be fine and it'll all work out. I don't know if you would agree with this and I don't want people to come for me for this. But I think an important part of college and even just life, I guess, is knowing, you know, what really matters and counts and what kind of doesn't. I'm not saying don't try in your classes, do the bare minimum, take the easy way out. But if you have five classes and you're a a chemistry major, I don't know, I'm sure like an English class or some introduction elective class. Again, I'm not saying don't try or fail the class, but I don't know. I wouldn't get too, too stressed out or hung up over some small discussion post. I mean, everyone has to take that class. And I don't think the professor expects everyone to be the next Shakespeare or like America's greatest author or whatever. I mean, there's so many things competing for your attention in college. I think part of it is really knowing what you need to focus on and kind of, I hate to say it, but what you can BS a little bit. And especially some of those intro classes are kind of easy A's as long as you do the work. It doesn't have to be the highest quality thing you've ever produced in your life. That's such a great advice, Anna. Like I definitely had to kind of transition from high school being like, I don't, I feel weird saying perfectionist, but you know, I definitely had that mentality like, oh, you know, I'm going to be impressive and blah, blah, blah. And it's like in college, that doesn't always matter. Like it just get the grade like as Anna said it's just this English class and it's not part of your major there's no need to go above and beyond like don't you don't need but like do your best but if you're like stressing over it or like Mm -hmm. I gotta rewrite this 10 different times because it's not up to my standard or whatever there's no need to put in that extra work and you know things that aren't included in the grade you know like there's no I think it really just ultimately comes down to being able to make priorities for yourself between like your academics, your social life, maybe clubs and extracurriculars, all that stuff. And just being able to see like what's really important here and maybe what's not. And I think creating that list for yourself, like obviously you don't have to like write it down, but just like mentally knowing like I care about these things. Definitely just place more emphasis on those things as opposed to other things. Like for example, maybe an English essay. And we're not bad talking English for anyone who wants to go into English. English majors are going to unsubscribe. If you're an English major, great. But if you're not, then... Yeah, if you're an English major, maybe don't focus as much in your science class. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. exactly. There we go. (laughs) Balance. In terms of social life and fun things, because I think... Let's end on a fun note. Um, I know I'm... I don't know. I don't want to say that I'm not like a fun person, but I'm definitely not like super spontaneous and like, oh yeah, Anna, I'm you're down a fun for person. anything. But I just mean like, I'm not naturally like, you know, in the life of the party or in this like extremely social creature that like mm-hmm. thrives on new experiences. But I definitely would say when you're in college, especially as a freshman, 
Wait, so you said I was a fun person, but then you agreed with everything I was saying, indicating I wasn't a fun person. I think you're a fun person, but yeah, I definitely understand the whole, like, I can be fun once I'm there, but maybe stepping out of that boundary and actually going in the first place. He is digging himself into a hole. Well, no, I think it's already been established that Evan and I are more similar in our social tendencies, but back to the point, I would encourage you to get out of your comfort zone and just say yes to everything. I mean, obviously not things that are like uncomfortable, but (laughs) But even if it's not, even if it's not something you would typically do or someone you would typically hang out with, you know, just say yes. You never know what's going to happen. They could be become one of your friends or something like that. And it's just something new. So don't like get too caught up in your head and try to define who you think you want to be or who you think you want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Definitely try new things. And I think that is honestly a good rule to say yes. If Evan didn't say yes to going to the library with us freshman year, we wouldn't have this podcast. I know. Right we now. totally <laughs> met Evan in one of those kind of like randomy chance. Uh, like just like yeah, orientation yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll say that if I hadn't gone with the flow, I wouldn't have met people. So there you go. Examples. I think just continuing on socially, though, another really good way to get acclimated and pretty much make built-in friends obviously they're not always built in but like meet the people in your hall because these are the people that you're just going to see all the time like walk into your room go into the bathrooms things like that so definitely like go to like those hall events like meet people things like that because it's definitely fun to like go to people's rooms at night and just like play video games or like talk do homework together things like that This honestly kind of annoys me, but dorms get such a bad rap. I get it. There's nothing glamorous about a communal bathroom and a tiny bed and stuff like that. I get it. But looking back, I think freshman year in terms of social life was one of like the highlights of my of my college experience and maybe even life. It was so fun just because Everyone was really close together and there was a lot of forced social interaction and forced encounters just because you're so close. And it was so fun to just, you know, pop in someone's room, hang out a little, pop in another person's room. And even though I wasn't best friends with everyone, it was really nice to be able to walk down the hall and wave to people and say hi. It just, you know, makes you really feel like you're a part of a community and stuff like that. And I think it's definitely Uh, in terms of social life one of the highlights and it makes me forget about the communal showers or the room had bugs or something you know that's not what I think about when I think of living in the dorms I think of it was Mm -hmm. such a fun time like I would honestly love to have that sort of social environment again yeah it's definitely like not fun to live in but it's fun for social reasons yeah for sure and it's fun being able to experience it kind of all together because it's not like everyone loves the communal bathrooms or anything like that you're all going through it as freshmen you know Mm -hmm. like you're all like it's that hating the professor and bonding over that kind of experience you know yeah just people you can relate to and those are the people that make the best people to interact with especially when you're acclimating to a new experience like that college do we want to transition into a rapid fire now? Even though this whole video is kind of in rapid fire? Sure. Yeah. Was... We'll make it quick since we're getting a little long. Mm-hmm. I just got to 
think of. Do you one. want me to go first? Yeah, I don't you know. Two go sure. first. I don't, Evan's locked and loaded. I don't know if mine's ready to like. Go. I don't know if mine's like great, but I'll share it anyway. Like, I'll just say that the bathrooms aren't fun, and um, that's really it. Like, um, I don't know if this is me uh, calming your fears, but like, buy flip flops and wear them. Just, just for me, for me, wear them for me. <laughs> like, I don't want to see you in the shower without flip-flops. Like, just don't. That's not what you want to do. That's not, and people are going to judge you for that. Don't be the person that doesn't wear flip-flops in the shower. Or don't be the, oh my gosh, I just thought of this. Don't be the person that's running around in the dorm barefoot. Like, uh, no, no, thank you. Or in your socks. Like, it's not that casual, guys. It's not, okay? Like, put on a pair of slides or something and walk around, but not in these socks. That's just my opinion. Very well said. I think if you take away nothing else from this video, don't don't walk around in socks. Just don't. Like, we're all friends, but, like, there's... It's, it's still a gross storm room. Like, we need to... We can all see that, right? Yeah, okay. Who wants to go next? I guess I'll go next. I guess I'll say, um, maybe it's just me personally, but I, like, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of in between. Neat and messy, I definitely have my moments, but dorm rooms are small, and if it gets cluttered and dirty and stuff is just laying around, it's way more noticeable. In your house or your room where it's a bigger area, some shoes here or there, papers left out. It doesn't look that bad or it doesn't seem like that much, but trust me, a dorm room gets cluttered real fast. I think mine, just going back to academics for a little bit, um, would definitely be that when you're taking notes in class, especially if it's a class that maybe isn't as much like formulas and things like that, and it's just a lot of like strict notes, professors talk pretty quickly and they're not this isn't like high school where you can be like oh can you go back a slide i didn't get that so i definitely recommend like if it's an option like watching the lectures that are recorded and then posted to a campus or a school site something like that definitely take advantage of those but also like if you're trying to decide between like handwriting notes and like typing notes i'd say that typing is always the way to go at least initially during class. You can always handwrite it later if like that's how you like to learn and that's how you like to see your notes presented, but you're not gonna catch everything if you're trying to handwrite it. Every teacher is gonna give you that spiel about handwriting. Don't listen to them, just do what you're comfortable with, absolutely. I had another rapid fire, if I can go again. I wanna say that don't be afraid to ask questions in class, sure, but be aware of like, is my question relevant and like, should I go the recitation and ask this question? Like, I'm sorry, I'm sure your question's very interesting, but I'm trying to take notes on these lectures. That's like a hundred more slides. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if your random tangent is really necessary. That's There's all. a difference between asking a question that you think will benefit the whole class and asking like something that just yes. applies to you. Being uh -huh. annoying. Can yeah, we don't, just Don't be it? the person that we talk about <laughs> after class yeah. ends. Uh -huh. Yeah. Kind of along the same lines read the syllabus i'll repeat that read the syllabus on the first day of class or even days before the class starts every teacher will send you a syllabus that outlines the whole class very thoroughly read it and read it again because the amount of times people ask questions 
that are explicitly stated in the syllabus, it boggles my mind. We'll be halfway mm-hmm. in and they're asking something that's in bold on the front page of the syllabus. Just read it. it yeah. I know it's kind of long. Again, nobody likes reading that kind of stuff, but just do it. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have yeah. to ask these questions and be confused. I mean, these syllabuses are really detailed and honestly outline the class really well. And it's kind of like the contract between you and the teacher and stuff like that. So just do it. I wish the teacher would just stop like it just say like your answer is yeah someone already asked that I already answered it like sorry you missed it like I mean yeah I've had professors it just goes on they'll even be in the classroom having asked it five times like we all heard it five times that's the worst when like someone's been like it's like a forum Q&A or something at the beginning or end of a class and then someone asks the same question as someone else just because they were thinking of it the whole time and didn't pay attention to anyone else that's the worst what were you not listening this entire class what is happening were you even present and it's like oh (laughs) you were late to the class I'm sorry you didn't get the question but like I don't want to hear it a third time so next time don't or ask on your own time yeah don't stand up in front of the entire class and make the professor repeat themselves also just a note if you're coming late to class or you have to leave early for the most part that's fine the professor doesn't care but don't be the loudest most obnoxious person in either instance because it's annoying for everyone well don't even be loud during the class i we can all hear your whispering it's a quiet room only the teacher is talking so we can all hear when you're whispering it's not quiet also kind of what dan was saying like i know the teacher might not take attendance and it might be very tempting to not go to the class and that might work for some classes but like try in the beginning at least to go that's all I think we gave out a lot of things. As Anna said, this was a giant rapid fire episode. So I think just kind of to summarize though, is that we're like, you're a freshman and every other freshman is going through this and you're not alone. There's so many resources that are out there for you and just um, go in with an open mind. And I think we promise it'll all be okay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to like and follow our podcast on whatever platform you're currently listening to it on. Check out our social media linked in the description and tune in next week for even more advice. TTYL from IFL. Bye.